Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Impact of Influence, the Shanquello Robinson story, and our quest to find the truth and find justice for Shanquello. Hello, friend. Matt Harris and Seton Tucker together again. Impact of Influence on Facebook. We have had a lot of people reach out to us about, you know, our coverage of Shanquello Robinson and where it is, and we are... Very fortunate to have Bernard Robinson join us in this episode. We will get to the interview with him in just a few moments, but we want to recap some of the Shanquella Robinson case, the basics. On October 28th, 2022, Shanquella traveled with six people to Cabo, Mexico for vacation. The next day, she was pronounced dead in her vacation villa. The first reports were that she died of alcohol poisoning. And an autopsy from Mexico listed her cause of death as violent and with severe neck and spinal injuries. Her death became even more complicated when a video surfaced of Shanquilla being brutally beaten by one of her tripmates at some point during her 24-hour stay in Cabo. One of the most recent developments was an autopsy of Shanquilla conducted in Charlotte on November 17, 2022, and it found Robinson's spine intact, contradicting past claims of Mexican authorities who had initially said Robinson's spine was broken. Will the alleged perpetrator of Shanquilla's beating see justice? If anyone had a role in her death, will they be extradited to Mexico? What happened in that Cabo Villa in October of 2022? Many unanswered questions, and we want to keep this case alive and the story alive. And now, here's the episode. In Dwayne's studio today with us is Bernard Robinson, who you may have heard on the other episode, one of the other episodes we did on the Shanquilla Robinson case is with us. Tanya Rivens is with us, who has been working with Bernard in various media ways and uh, has become quite tight with Bernard over the last, what's it been, nine months, if I'm doing it quickly in my head. Um, so first, Bernard, how are you holding up? I know it, there's no way you're going to say it's fine, but in relative to where you were nine months ago. It's okay. I mean, it's a little better, but it's just, um, every day I put on a face every day. I'm still hurting like crazy. I just have knots all in, you know, all inside of me, you know, I'm just in a dark place, but this face that I have on, um, I don't try to, you know, take it out on nobody, whoever I'm talking to or, you know, my personality is is still trying to stay the same. Um, I'm not a not trying to um all this anger is building up is is in me. I'm not letting it out on no one. Um so every day I'm just dealing with it, you know, but I know God is still in the midst of it. Um and I'm going to continue to be this person that I am, um, as I, I can be. I think we should tell our listeners, I've met you twice in person, and both times you have a picture, you're wearing a picture of your daughter. Yes. You do that every day? 
Every day. Hmm. Every day. And I can understand how there would be anger and I, at, for, for many, many reasons. And, and one of the reasons is that there's still a lot of questions. Yes. At one point, you thought you might be getting closer to questions when the FBI became involved. But at this point, to update everybody, you do not know much of anything since the last time you spoke with the FBI months ago. And they have since decided they're not going to extradite anybody that was involved. Uh, however, there's been no charges from the American authorities at this point. Is that correct update? Well, the extradite part, um, I'm not for sure on that one. Um, I just know that the case is still open um, going forward. So um, I'm not going to try to tarnish the FBI because to me, that's, they do things different. So they work up on the radar from day one. That's what they told me. So I'm going to continue, you know, to stand and go by that word. That's all I can. But um, I'm just in the dark about a lot of stuff. I just don't understand how my daughter can go over there, get there on a Friday, and then she die on a Saturday. And then you got six individuals come right back here to the States and just tell this sorry story that it was alcohol poison. And then come to find out the video shows that she being beaten and, and you know, telling all other stuff that probably was done to her and which this father right here don't know about. So you think there's more than what that video shows or possibly more videos uh, that may reveal more of what happened that day and that perhaps the six have information that they're withholding. Yeah, they are. No question in your mind. From about this that. father, mm -hmm. I know for a fact they're holding a lot of information that they're not saying. As there was a lot of time from when this video happened where you see Shanquilla being savagely beaten to when medical attention was called. So we have this huge, what is it? How many hours? It's about 8.30-ish. They're kind of estimating based on the way the sun was in when that video of the beating and till about 2 o'clock. Uh, so that's whatever, that 9, 10, 11, 12, about six hours. Of of unaccounted for. Unaccounted for actions during that time. Yeah. Yeah, to the utmost. So, you know, I don't know why there was no cameras um, in that villa. For, for that villa to look like it was, it just seemed like the owner would have had cameras in that villa. The shows, you know, uh, when they rent their property out, so they'll know what's going on. Because how can you not have cameras as of today? Cameras is everywhere. Mm -hmm. And why you're not going to have cameras in your villa so if something get damaged or get taken, how can you have proof of the individual who stayed there that did it? Yeah, it might not necessarily be in the bedrooms, but you would think that maybe in the entryway at least. I would help you with time. For the pool area. Uh, pool area. Because they said they were going swimming, oh, that's right? That's true, right, right. Tanya, those are the same questions from the get-go. What is your major question? Is it that? What, what happened in that time frame? 
Well, that would be one of my questions, but it's just unfortunate because even as we sit and state that, I think because of there has been incidents of reported uh, corruption, not just in this case, you know, as we even talk about cameras, who's to say there there weren't, Mm -hmm. that there may be, but because of the disconnect with what's in Mexico and what we're getting here, you know, unless you're able to hire a private detective to go and to just truly investigate this, it's very difficult to get answers. And, and my heart goes out to Bernard because he will, he just wants answers. Right. The spotlight, the cameras, he's not interested in any of that. And I, I feel like I could speak for him on that. Mm-hmm. He just wants to know what happened to his daughter. Right. You know, he's a father that's hurting, that lost a child. And the unfortunate part is... Sometimes people see this as an opportunity and they hijack the story. And here's someone that could care less, which is how most parents are. Mm -hmm. Uh, Most parents feel that way. So I've really, my heart goes out because he's a man of faith. And, you know, we've gotten away from being empathetic and just all the other stuff brings attention. But just wanting to know what happened. You make a good point about, because we're assuming that time frame. Who knows if those are the facts? One guy might say that's the way the light was. Another person says the doctor wasn't there till two. But you can't be sure. Right. Because a lot of people have butts to cover. Yes. And, or agendas and, mm-hmm. and, and protecting themselves. So that timeline is only as strong as the people that were laying that out. So that's a valid point. But we do know who knows the truth, right, and those right. are the ones that have been involved from the start. And, you know, the appeal is, uh, you know, for the sake of humanity, at what point do you say, you know, this is not right. right. It's not fair, and I wouldn't want anyone to do that to me or my child. So we talked about, you know, FBI has given you some communication, letting you know that the case is still open. Have you received any communication from the authorities in Mexico? No, no, not at all. Um, my main objective is um, how could all six of them leave from Mexico so quickly? How could they get out of there so quickly? How can each one of them get on that plane and get out of Mexico like that? Because they'd have to buy pretty you know, expensive tickets. They left... They did say one night somewhere else, right? By the airport, I believe. They said yeah. an airport, airport hotel. Yes. Airport hotel, okay. They told the concierge that they were going to shop or eat, eat. or something, which was also very odd that your friend dies and you decide you're going to go shop and eat. Right. You know, my daughter laying up in that villa dead, and y'all out here drinking and eating or whatever y'all did after y'all did what y'all did or whatever happened, and then you're going to go to the airport hotel, Mexico airport hotel, whatever airport hotel down there. And then you're going to get on the flight the next day. All six of you all going to fly out of there like that. And then one of you said you only had number $500 to come down. You know, you ain't had no money to get back, really. And y'all couldn't stay. Y'all could have stayed. This father right here would have made sure every last one of y'all got up out of, out of Mexico. I would have made sure of that. Point blank. And that's a pretty you, expensive ticket yeah. to the point because you know this last minute change of flight or purchase back is not cheap. And these were about college age, all of them. A couple of were about to, I think, did graduate 
Yeah, the same age, same group. All of them. It was yeah. going down there to celebrate one birthday, you know? Right. There was an open police investigation. Why was there not some sort of red flag from authorities to say, these people need to stay because we need to question them? That's a good question, too. That's a great question. I, I Again, I think that speaks to either the disconnect or corruption. Well, they questioned them. But they say, well, the... Um, they did question him at they the villa. Him, but they say, Mr. Robinson, you need to get the ball rolling up here in the United States. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. So we can't do nothing down here until you get the ball rolling. You, you got to go to the authorities in, in the United States, in your country, to get this ball rolling. Because he said their statements wasn't adding up. Well, it just right. speaks to the fact that they were concerned enough that they felt like they needed to get out very quickly. I mean, if if my friend passes away while I'm on vacation with them, I'm thinking I'm going to stay and make sure I contact the authorities and make sure that we figure out what's going to happen with my friend before I'm covering myself. Or, or contact, at the very least contact Shanquilla's parents. Yeah. Yes. Well, they just came to the mother. They ain't reached out to the father whatsoever. But not till they got back. Not even the parents. Well, they still ain't reached out to me. They just went straight to her mother and told her mother that story. I do want to point out that when Shanquella, when you were raising Shanquella, your your wife and you were together and, right, and raised yeah. Shanquella. Mm-hmm. Um, just only recently that right. you uh, have separated and are two different right. houses and whatnot. So you were you and we talked about it in, in the previous episode. But that is important that people realize that you know you were very very involved in her life. You lived with her in the same house when she left. If I remember right, it was you were asleep. I was asleep. It was on a Wednesday. Right. I was asleep. She came in the house. And she said, Dad, I said, you're in here. So I said, I'm asleep. I said, I got to go down the road later on. And she said, call me. I called her. So I figured when I called, she was busy doing hair or something. So I said, okay, then. I'll just wait and call on the weekend. So I got back in Saturday, you know, did my usually routine, which, you know, got up, took a shower, checked on my mom's, went and got me something to eat, came back, started looking at sports. All of a sudden, I get a phone call from my mom. Saying our daughter had passed. I said, passed where? That when she said Mexico Cabo, I said, Mexico Cabo? Really? I just fell down on the floor, started crying. When she went to Mexico Cabo? You know. You had no idea. No idea. So in my, you know, my mindset is this, you know. We'll give you the respect, the, the respect to not to let me know she's going over there and you knew mm-hmm. all along the district plan. I, you know, I don't care if she is 25 years old. Still, I'm still her father. Mm-hmm. If you knew, I should have known because I don't know who the individual was. Being her dad, I could have said, who are all these folks you going with? I want to know their names, um, who their parents are. I always been like that ever since she was coming up, even when her friends, if I go and pick up her friends and they with us, I want to meet the mother, the father, who in the household, you know. I want to meet them, let them know that I have your daughter, your daughter's with us, and I'm going to treat your daughter just like she minds. Mm-hmm. So all of Shankula little friends that grew up with her, and by me being around Shankula and took them skating or swimming or out to eat or to the movies, I was there. Mm-hmm. He wasn't that absent father 
that oftentimes people paint, especially in our community. He was raising his daughter. He raised his daughter very, you can talk to plenty of community leaders that um, it was familiar to see him with her. And he instilled a lot of his values in her. And to have your child do an international trip and not even be aware that she's left the country and then find out later that she didn't know anyone out of the group except for one person. And then to blame yourself because if I had known, I would have, you know, talked to her. And I've shared with Bernard, I'm convinced that's why she didn't want him to know because he, she knows he wouldn't have approved. Too many questions. Yes. And I mean, we've all been young before. Sure. And we've all done things that we really thought we would really enjoy. But that, that creates a lot of pain for him um, because knowing who her friends are and who she's associating with all his life. And here's this one time that he didn't get an opportunity. No one can try to talk you out of feeling that way. Right. Thing, however, is that the reality is you could have known those people and not known what lurked inside of them. You know, you, you don't necessarily know what a person's capable of just by saying, oh, he's a good friend and we hang out. And da, 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 da. Um, that doesn't mean you could have stopped it, but I know that's no relief coming from me. But I think the idea that sometimes you'll see floating around around when you see this case is a couple of things fold. Like somebody, it's the blaming that is going on, and unnecessarily so. Even in Shanquella's case, she's 25 years old. She knew one person who was the tied them together, right? She's not the first person ever in the history of the world to go off with a group of people and not know everybody in the group. It's not like this really, like people are like, oh, how could you do it? People do it all the time, you know, I mean, especially at that age. I have kids similar ages. I have a 21-year-old. I, I, you know, it's hard because they're not, I, I tell people all the time, it's the hardest part of being a parent because when they're little, you put them in the bed, you close the door, and you know they're going to be there when you wake up. Really difficult when you have to let them go. Yeah. Take a little break and uh, get you ready for some traveling you've got coming up, some international trip where you want to be able to at least get around, right? So you want to learn the language of the country that you're going to. You want to experience it with a little bit of knowledge going in. And you can get a lot of bit of knowledge when you use Rosetta Stone. It's the most trusted language learning program. It's available on desktop. It can also be used as an app on your phone or tablet. And Rosetta Stone teaches through immersion. It's instead of memorizing and drilling vocabulary words, you learn by matching audio from native speakers to visuals. You read stories, you participate in dialogues, so you are ready to go. It's the most trusted, time-tested app out there. They've been the expert in language learning for 30 years. Buy Rosetta Stone now, and you never have to pay a renewal fee. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Impact of Influence listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 40% off. That's 40% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 40% off at 
rosettastone.com backslash today. Let's talk about one of our sponsors. It is Factor. You can eat stress-free this spring with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh meal is never frozen and it is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, including popular options like Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, and they are ready in just two minutes. Where did you have chili the other day? Delicious. And if you want gourmet meals, you can try meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, asparagus. So head to factormeals.com slash impact50 and use code impact 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That code's impact50 at factormeals.com slash impact50 to get 50% off your first box and 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Impact 50 at factormeals.com slash impact 50 to get 50% off your first box and 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. The truth about the Haditha massacre has been covered up, but not anymore. I know you know what happened. They went into houses and killed women and children. What are you thinking? What a mess. U.S. Marines murdered innocent civilians in cold blood. And at the center of it all is 25-year-old Sergeant Frank Wooderick. And me. Murder in House 2. A new podcast from Crowd Network. And here's the thing about the, the group. If they thought that they were, and I'm not saying, I'm not accusing them of doing anything, but what I am saying is if they thought they or had no guilt or were completely 100% not involved, I would be wanting everybody to know that. I would cooperate with whoever I had to cooperate. I mean, I guess sometimes attorneys will say, just don't say anything. I get that. Uh, but we haven't heard a peep from anybody, have we? No, none of them. So that's the reason why I feel that um, they know what happened. You know, for them to come back here and tell that story, it was alcohol poison. And then all of a sudden, once the lady, when I did the paperwork, uh, before they're going to ship her back here over here to the States in the box. And I asked the lady, Miss Elizabeth down there, what my daughter passed of. She said, Mr. Robinson, your daughter's spinal cord and neck was broke. So, you know, Khalil Cook kept coming back over to the sister house. He's the one that they knew. They knew for five years, which I didn't know nothing about because, you know, the way I work and, mm-hmm. you know, I just stayed to myself. We should tell people what you do for a living so people can understand I'm a that. truck driver, you know, so. And then I also drive part-time with John C. Smith University, in which I've been doing that for years. And then even at a younger age, I bring Sinquilla down to the college with me. So under Miss um, Ms. Peggy Lyles. So each group that came in, they took a heave of Sinquilla, took Sinquilla up to their dorms and, you know, just treated Sinquilla like a little sister. Mm-hmm. And so that's what made her really want to go to college and, you know, got into cheerleading. And I said, you can do it. I said, but you got to get these grades and, and do what you need to do to get there. And your dad will help you to get there, you know. So back to them, for them to come back and tell that story, alcohol poison. And then once I got the information, called her mom and told her what she passed of, they gave the information to Clear Cook. Um, he must have been around or whatever. Then all of a sudden, he stopped coming around. He got nauseated. He wanted to go home. And mm. and then all the rest of them, so he must have gave the information back to them. 
Then all of a sudden, they just went off the radar. They shut down their Facebook pages, Messenger, which I don't know nothing about the website right. until they're just a ghost on social right, media. Yeah. Until all this right here happened. And as best as he knows, none of them live in North Carolina anymore. Right, all of them then then left then left Charlotte. So they they scattered in in different places, but they still here. Did the FBI give you any idea if they've spoken to them? No, nah, uh, uh-uh, not at all. There was talk that the FBI had recovered some phones. Have you heard anything about that? No. The FBI is keeping a tight lid on it. To your credit, you've not said anything bad about the FBI. You feel like they're doing what they're doing, and they have the reasons for doing what they're doing. One of those things is if you have, if you release information, it can it can ruin the investigation. If you're trying to say, well, this person said this and this and that, they might change their stories. Things like that could change. Well, Tanya, I know we spoke with you before this about keeping the story alive. Tell us what you're doing to help us keep the story alive. Or help Bernard keep the story alive. So one of the things, because Bernard really around trying to get answers, so he reached out to, you know, one of our lawmakers and tried to see, I connected them to see if she could talk to the State Department, at least give him some, something to go, to go on. And we know, and she said right away, you know, the State Department, if it's an active investigation, they're not going to discuss it. You know, our lawmakers can't do anything because it is active we kind of work as, you know, encouraging him when there are things coming up, if he has, or if there are questions, connecting him with professionals that can answer those questions. And then um, doing little stories that always focus on positive. He and I talk. So I did the one story uh, where, because he's a man of faith, we did the one that aired on local television. I believe it was on WCNC. We went to Macedonia where his family, even Shanquilla, was funny to see are really cool to see where as a child she had placed uh, something on the wall and talked about her faith and how she grew up in church. And um, Bernard did a whole series there. I'm still getting a lot of feedback on that story. Uh, the next one, let's talk about Shanquilla growing up. You know, people really yeah. want to know who she is. So, you know, talk to her first cousin, talk to um, one of her childhood friends that she was on the cheerleading squad with. So we did something around that. And then to keep the story moving, uh, launching a series called Under the Crown and just focusing on things here under the crown, you know, the Queen City. Mm-hmm. And obviously with Shanquilla talking again about trust and, you know, putting yourself and as you were saying, you know, your child and, you know, as parents, we want nothing but the best. We wish we could pick our children's friends. But, you know, I thought about doing that story and we talked about it because, I personally know someone who said she went and she's in her 20s, went on a trip with some people and she only knew one person. But she said it didn't take long to where they were bullying her, you know, what she was eating. Yes. And, you know, maybe it was jealousy, whatever it was. But she's like, you know, they had something to say about what she was eating. They had something to say about how she was dressed. Snide comments. Yes. And she was like, no, I'm gone. I'm checking out. And she told her friend, I'm not staying with this crew. And she went and stayed with her aunt who happened to live in that town as well, and let them go on. Yeah. So, you know, our our children, people can end up in these type of situations. But based on her story, you know, I I was like, Bernard, let's kind of talk more about trust. And so that's what we did with the next series that hasn't um, been made public yet. And I always try to talk to him because I feel like Bernard needs an outlet. He wants his voice to be out there. 
and he's very uh, discreet about how he does it, and he's very prayerful about moving forward each time. It's very intentional. We'll put uh, links on the Impact of Influence podcast Facebook page so they can see your, your stories and, Appreciate and uh, that. that sort of thing. If you are listening and you are have legal advice, international legal advice specifically. Or experience with investigating in yep. a crime in Absolutely. a foreign country. Both, yeah, investigators, uh, people who want to uh, reach out and offer advice like that, you can go through uh, the Impact of Influence Facebook page or Matt Harris podcast at gmail.com, whether it's giving advice or whether it's volunteering to give some of your time or your knowledge, that'd be uh, much, much appreciated because it is a lot to navigate when you throw in the international thing with it and the Mexico connection with it. It's, 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 it's a lot to, for anybody let people like us who don't know anything about law, it's even harder yet. So if you have that and, uh, or if you want to reach out and send Bernard a note, we'll get it to him for sure. You could hear the pain, but when you see Bernard, you can, I mean, it is it's obvious on your face. Uh, it, and it's a combination of two, because when, when you start talking to Bernard for a while, yeah, the pain, but when he starts talking about Shankwell, how he lights up with this mm-hmm. proud Papa thing, right? You yeah. just see it. His face just like changes. I know it's it's heartbreaking, but I also see that bit of joy when you start talking about her. She was going somewhere. I mean, she was bringing little girls up boys hair. She was a role model to them. And for her to be Charlotte, North Carolina, she could have been a big asset to the community, to the young generation that's coming up. Mm-hmm. And they stole that from me. Stole from us. Us. Everyone yeah. around this world. The you community. Know. Yep. And then for me not to be able to be a grandfather. Um, not to be able to tell him, well done. Well, good job, baby. You did it. You did it on your own. You achieved the goals that you wanted to do, that you set out for. You kept your hands in God's hands and he made it happen. All the politicians, all the ones in law enforcement. Put yourself in this father's shoes. How you would feel if your child went over to another country with six friends and she don't come, they hear her don't come back. How would you feel? You would want something done. Because there ain't no way she could have went over there in good health, spirit, enjoying life like she always did, and then don't come back. Then you get a phone call. That you don't even know that she was over there. And you think that she's here in the States. And that you're going to see her and you heard her voice. And you say, I love you. And she said, I love you too, Daddy. And then you don't see her no more. I'm just in the dark. I don't know nothing. I don't know why they did what they did. Mm-hmm. And then the parents, you know, don't even reach out to the father. Don't get no the condolences, you know. And I'm hearing, you know, some of the kids' parents, they pastors or preachers, you know. How can you, you know, how can you stand in the pulpit and preach God's word and knowing your child was involved? Did any attend her funeral? No, nah, not that I know of. I didn't want them there. 
I mean, if they got in, they got in because the funeral was so crowded, so big. I didn't know her funeral had took off like that. I just buried her the way I wanted her, how I saw her, you know. And if anyone has seen the pictures, your daughter was absolutely beautiful, yeah. and she favors you, Bernard. Yes, she's beautiful. But my main objective is to make sure she had the knowledge, the education, the morals, the standards. Treat people like you want to be treated. You don't look down on no one. You respect your elders. The beauty was fine, but still at the same time, I want to have all those tools where no one can't take that from her. You earned it, you know. When God give us a child, he held us accountable to make sure that child is raised up in his eyesight, some kind of form of fashion. We all go, we're going to make mistakes in life, you know, mm-hmm. but still at the same time, you at least want to try to give your child the tools that they need, that they're going to be able to succeed in life. They're going to stumble, but still at the same time, as a father and a mother, they should be there to try to pick their child up and let them know what they did wrong and learn from your mistakes. I just want to also make another point as he sits here trying to navigate and figure out. Um, people are aware there is a GoFundMe account that was set up and they may be having questions. And Bernard doesn't want to address it, but I know he's comfortable with me saying he's not associated with that. And so when he sits here and asks for resources or law enforcement mm-hmm. investigators or people that can help and to provide some insight. That's why, because that's totally separate because that's not been his goal from day one. Right. He's not raising money in any, any, any way. Not even interested. He's just spreading the word. And asking that's for resources that yes. may be able point. to help. Yes. Yeah. That's a great point, Tanya. Thank you for saying that. Thank you guys. And I, I hope our impact of influence people will come through. I, I, have faith. I have faith. Let me just say one thing. I just sure. want to thank everyone around this world. This nation, they hear me. Keep praying for me. Because I'm standing on y'all's strength and my strength and my faith in the God. But I know without a doubt, God going to bring everyone justice around this world, this nation. You're going to see it. St. Cole is going to get justice. My daughter's not going to die. Our daughter is not going to die in vain. See everyone, sister, granddaughter, around this world, around this nation. See still everybody, topic at the dinner table, cookouts. Whatever the conversation is, just keep hearing for this father. Because I'm earning tremendously. I get motion every day. You know? Because he didn't deserve this. Not at all. She didn't deserve this. No. No one does. And we will be praying for you. And Khalil Cook, I just can't see how you betrayed her kindness, her caringness for you as a friend. All of y'all. And y'all did. Y'all took her over there out of her comfort zone. And y'all did this to her. Y'all know what you did. And if you didn't clear it up, if you don't pay here on earth, you will pay on judgment day when you come in front of the God because he will. He fight her vengeance 
He fight everybody, Avengers, and he got everybody bottles. So you do got the answer to him. So I just want to say thank you for this podcast. Oh, she's coming yeah, to speak today. No, oh, yeah. uh, we really appreciate you coming on and telling us your story. Mm-hmm. I'm just still hurting. I walk, like I said, I get up every day and put on a face, but I don't try to take it out on no one. I'm still continuing to be Bernard Robinson as I always been, but I know God gonna bring me justice. He's gonna bring everyone justice. It's coming. I just want everyone who can do something about this. Just think about if y'all was in my shoes and y'all child went over there and this happened. What y'all would want done? That's all I'm asking. Justice for Shankola Robson. That's all I'm asking. On that note, thanks, guys. Thank you. You might be surprised to know that not all serial killers are straight, cisgender white men. And the victims of true crime are not a monolith either. She's Wendy and I'm Beth. And together we host Fruit Loops Serial Killers of Color, a true crime podcast. Together we take deep dives into the true crime stories about marginalized and minoritized perps and victims that often go untold. We also provide the context and nuance that these stories deserve. At Fruit Loops, we're serving up true crime with a side of history, society, culture, and some fun. Listen to Fruit Loop Serial Killers of Color on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On the morning of August 1st, 1966, shots ring out from the observation deck of the clock tower on the University of Texas campus. It marks the infamous beginning of the modern era of mass shootings in America. You're listening to Stop the Killing podcast. Join us as we take you behind the crime scene tape to explain global mass shootings and mass attacks. I'm Sarah Ferris, but more importantly, this is Catherine Schweitz, the former head of the FBI's active shooter program. I spent five years as the FBI's top executive looking for answers to the mass shooting crisis. I've been at the shooting scenes. I've traced heroic acts of bravery. And I've sat silently and listened to the heart-wrenching stories from survivors. Amongst this horror, there is hope. We all hold the key to stop the killing. You just need to know how to unlock the door. Download Stop the Killing and be part of the solution. Search Stop the Killing on Apple, Spotify and all the usual suspects.